Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Ashish Farek. I'm here from Nashville, Tennessee. And welcome to another episode on Podcast for Resilience uh, with my lovely co-host, Dr. Estera Brilka. Hi, everyone. <laughs> out of the United Kingdom. And today we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Paul Komarniki. And he will be sharing Hello. his story on resilience with us. And, you know, as all of us know, resilience is the ability to bounce back from any situation in life and basically to um, just get back to where we were. And so I now will turn it over to my lovely co-host, Dr. Estera, and she will ask Powell some questions and we'll go from there. Hi, thank you, Ashish, and welcome, Pavel. It's nice to have you Hello. here today. Um, so without further ado, um, I will ask you the first question, the question that we always ask um, to our guests. So um, what is your story uh, about the challenge or a major life change that you had previous in life um, about the situation that uh, required from you to adapt and to become more resilient over time, if you could share this story with us. Yeah, so basically about 11 or 12 years ago, uh, I had a very impactful situation in my family. Uh, basically, my sister died after a short but very intense fight with cancer. Um, and it was a period in my family that was very, that, that had a lot of turmoil. Uh, you know, you can imagine that she was younger than me. She was a teenager. Um, it was like, a, you know, like suddenly, you know, one day we found out and then it just progressed uh, and there was not yeah, much you don't we could really do. expect uh, that kind of a thing, you know, in a young person, right? So Exactly, right? That, that was very surprising because it also came out of nowhere. Like one day it was okay and then suddenly, you know, it all happened, hospitals. I was studying at that time, so I was somehow, you know, self-reliant. I also worked, so I was very happy you know, in my life, I was in a very good spot that I could, that I didn't add more worry to my parents because they, they could focus on what was really the most important thing at the time. And I was basically living my life, you know, trying to, to do my best at the time. Um, so after about a year, you know, like the news hit that, you know, it was over, the, the fight was over. And, you know, it was very hard at the time, you know, like a, a lot of time passed since then. But it was a very pivotal moment in my life. And this is also a moment that I learned a lot about the resilience, you know, how to bounce back from whatever happens and how to deal with literally anything that life throws at you. Um, yeah, so, so basically that was yeah, the story. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a very, well, powerful story, that's uh, for sure. And um... I can only imagine that it was definitely something that has shaken you and your family. Yes. Um, so if you could like tell us a bit more, what were uh, during your, your sister um, illness and her battle with cancer, what were these uh, particular areas when you had to um, adapt, you know, like emotionally or... or yeah. So one of the biggest things uh, that I noticed during that time is that even if you're, you know, a very tight family that my family was before the whole situation happened, when a very life-changing situation like this happens, when one of the like team members or family members 
is you know very sick and you know you see them crumble um there is a lot of like feeling alone and and feeling isolated like uh, um, you know isolated in your own feelings and it's very hard to open and that was for me a really much struggle that i didn't know how to cope at that time because you know they don't teach it at school how to deal with these kind of feelings how to deal with you know like the influx of emotions and the waves of you know sadness and hope and all this like you know like a like a nitroglycerin of emotions that that is shaken into you um and also you know a lot of how to communicate you know how to open up like like i didn't know how to open up at that time in my life and this was also somehow the well i don't call it the opportunity but it forced me to actually you know make it or break it you know like i had to open up at some point and and recreate the bonds between family you know in this whole new situation that was a really big struggle uh very hard yeah i can imagine it's never easy to open up even with, with your family members and especially for men because well we yes. have all those cultural stereotypes that men should not cry men exactly. should not be sad so how did you how did you, you know manage with that uh i think like my network of friends i was studying at that time i was in the middle of my university degree um so i was very lucky that around that time i lived with other students so i had some really great friends who were able to pick me up i also had my wonderful partner uh we were still in like the early few months of our relationship that you know that it kind of also helped me to kind of re-anchor everything you know that that okay like a lot of things happened and i had to like reshuffle everything in my life like 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 okay this is me this is happening everything is changing but actually some things stay the same and and what really helped me was the support of my friends of you know family family members uh of my partner of random people who actually knew what is happening and mm. when i finally opened and you know i got the courage to talk that okay something's happened and that's why i'm not up to my game at work for example because i also work at that time mm-hmm. part time uh you know to earn my own money uh my boss at that time was really supportive and that also gave me a little bit of the safety net um and encouraged me to you know like not to bottle it up and and like let it slowly turn into mental sickness but you know to to basically keep it open keep it like you know like build it around myself as something constructive instead of just you like you know uh, succumbing to it in the corner so so the network was actually very very supportive at that time Yeah, exactly because when we bottle up our emotions that can very easily at some point actually lead us to to depression yes. or anxiety so it's very important to somehow be able and that kind of times in our life to actually not bottle up but to be able to talk about our emotions exactly. with, with some people so for you it was quite a difficult situation because like on the one hand you had to deal with this loss in your family which was definitely a, a very um difficult experience but then at the yeah. same time on the other hand you were 
dealing with your studies and the part-time job. So it was... Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it was just piling up uh, on That you. was a huge pile for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and at that time, it was really hard, you know, what to do, in which, in which direction should I go? Should I throw myself into work? Should I throw myself mm-hmm. into study? You know, like, it's, it's, I think nobody wants to talk about this, you know, what to do in this situation. Yeah, exactly. It's all about difficult choices and, and priorities yes. and and dealing with all the challenging emotions at the same time. So if I you think, could... Yeah. Uh, I was just going to add, I think, you know, any time in life when, you know, we're faced with a situation where it is difficult or we feel like we're by ourselves, I think we find that inner voice within us. And, you know, it's just being surrounded by the people who genuinely care for us, who can help lift us back up. And I think that's what we need in life. And I think COVID has definitely helped um, that, you know, in terms of everyone coming together and working together and, you know, not letting anyone face this battle alone. And that's really good in terms of helping out. Mm. Yeah, that's very interesting, Ashish, what you've just said, because um, before COVID, you know, lots of the time people were actually left with their own, you know, tragedies or or life changes yes. like like losses or, or you know um, that kind of difficult experiences uh, but now we can see that uh, it changes a bit which is also a very good thing because mm-hmm. you know, we are social animals we are not really isolated from other people so helping each other especially in those difficult times it's quite important um, so Pavel if you could tell us what was your biggest lesson from that experience that you had, mm-hmm. uh, what, what takeaways um, were there for you? So the biggest lesson I, I got from, all, from this whole story and the changes is that other people, they are always there for you to lean on. There, would, there will be always somebody to help. Even if you feel absolutely alone and isolated and like the world is crumbling and you don't know where, like where to go because there is no path in front of you. You can just open up and people will like fill in the role, you know, like, like I have people who I barely talked who were actually helping me with their own stories, like their own family stories and, and kind of guiding me through this landscape. You know, that was very hard at that time uh, because like you mentioned, we are, as men supposed to be very strong be and strong. Be very, uh, you know, like somehow magically be resilient out of the box. Um, but, you know, resiliency is a skill and, and, you know, like not everybody has to deal with it, like from very start. Um, so actually having the people and opening to them and also like being very open about your emotions, that's, that's like the secondary thing, you know, that, that helped me a lot in, in my life, like after, because until then I was very, let's say, closeted. Like I didn't share my emotions. I tried to like not let people in because, you know, like they might think I'm crazy or I'm quirky and, you know, like, uh, you know, it, it's kind of complicated. But realizing that there are people who will want to help you with your turmoil, but also you can trust them it's, it's very important. These two skills, these two lessons were really transformative for me and, and kind of, in a way, transformed my way of thinking. And maybe that's why I'm who I am right now. So, so that's, that was 
like the silver lining that, you know, without mm -hmm. that, I would be probably very private and I wouldn't try to make friends uh, because I maybe couldn't trust them. Like I would feel mm -hmm. that I cannot trust people with yeah. my emotions and my feelings and I would need to solve it on my own. But through all this experience, I realized that, I, that actually like my emotions are very common with other people. And, and that was super like eye-opening, like life-changing in a way that, that I can rely on others. I can share my fears. I can share my anxiety. And then it's a little bit less scary. That was a big lesson that I, well, I didn't want to receive, but you know, probably I needed at some point one way or another in my life. Mm, exactly. Yeah, well, we don't usually share our emotions or at least those yes. challenging ones with people that, you know, we don't really know that well or with our bosses at work, because as exactly. you said, you know, there is this uh, common uh, understanding that if you start sharing these sort of emotions that there is probably something wrong with you or you are emotionally or unstable or, yes. yeah, or you are weak, you, you can't, you know, uh, yes, handle yes. situations like that. So, of course, we avoid it, but um, it's good um, what you said, like that you've uh, realized that other people actually have the same emotions. It's not about, you know, exactly. you being different, but other people in the same or similar situations previously yes. in their lives, they actually felt the same. Okay, so yeah, that's a very um, surprising lesson, but, uh, yeah. but a very good one. Um, and then if you think about advice that you could give to all those that are listening to us, um, what would be your advice um, to become more resilient in that kind of situation as you faced in your life? So basically, I think like the best advice I could give is to create when you want to be resilient in your private or professional life. I think the most important thing is to create a network around you of people that you can kind of anchor to like like these things that will probably not change rapidly like you know somebody might be fired like your best friend at work might be fired or somebody from your extended family might be sick and or and die at some point but as long as you have your network and they stay with you and and you can say that whatever happens my mother my father my partner, my friends are there for me. I think this, this removes a lot of anxiety uh, in my life at least. Um, because you know, like even when the sky is crumbling, then I know that, okay, the foundation for me is still there. I can still go back. I can retract a few steps, but then they will help me to actually gain the momentum again. Yeah, it's important to have um, a support network that is you know, there for you and can help you in moving on when you need it. Um, yes. So yeah, that's, that's like one important thing when different uh, challenges are on our way and we need to do something to move on um, and basically well, thrive again, because it's not only about survival, but uh, it's just getting exactly. back to, to well, quite kind of regular life, even if we had experience. Um, a loss like you did or some other um, type of uh, critical life uh, experience. Yes. Uh, would you also advise something else or 
Like, was there anything? Yes, that if I could, uh, yeah. I think like the secondary skill that would be very good for anybody dealing with the COVID, you know, mm -hmm. outcome right, like right now, is sometimes you know you might have your support system, but you know they could be also affected by something like the COVID. You know, like mm -hmm. right now it's a little bit tricky to have job, you know, and to be thriving in this economy. That's true. I think having a very realistic and healthy mindset is is really good for anybody who wants to be re be resilient because um, I talked on LinkedIn with some people and, and like the common topic is that it's bad, you know, like, 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 uh, like the common topic is, okay, the business is not thriving and I'm dealing with maybe debt or I'm dealing with negativity in my life. And I think, um, if we give in to this kind of mindset, um, we are setting ourselves up for failure because, you know, like it's like self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, it is, it is. Mm -hmm. And and uh, like the advice I gave to somebody this week when I talked with them on LinkedIn was basically try to reframe your mindset from the negative to something more constructive. And the little and the little exercise that I gave this person was try to for every negative thing try to f find uh, try to find something positive. So kind of like a silver lining. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, like right now, I am locked down and I cannot go to the office. But on the other hand, I can learn new skills through, you know, through the Udemy or or through some kind of course network. Uh, or I cannot get out of home. But on the other hand, I've met so many people on LinkedIn, you know, and then I can talk with them in in like one of the you know or in um, things like quad meets, for example. Yeah. or just jump on one-on-one, -on -one, you know, session. So I think the more you think about it and the more you shift your mindset, the better you will get. And, and for me, this is like the first step of being resilient. That even though I acknowledge that things maybe are not perfect, like business maybe is slow, you know, maybe it's harder to find clients right now. On the other hand, I have time to work on my own projects, you know, and, and that's something positive for me because, or I can spend more time with my dog, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's also something positive that I couldn't have done before. So this is like one exercise that I recommend to everybody. And you can do it every day. You can do it as it happens. Like, oh, like, okay, it's super hot today uh, in Berlin and I don't like it because I'm melting. <laughs> but on the other hand, I can eat ice cream and I can drink something really nice. And you know, mm -hmm. that's something positive. That, yeah, that takes that's this, how it works. <laughs> exactly, right? That, that takes this negative part and, and kind of converts it into something more positive. So that's like one exercise mm -hmm. that I want everybody to try today. Um, and like the second one is the anchoring, which I mentioned mm -hmm. already. Um, and this came from my partner who was going through a very similar situation mm -hmm. that I had. Um, his parents died, you know, like in short succession. Um, and like, you know, it's, it's even more life changing. Uh, so I proposed to him, um, maybe you could try to find some uh, like foundations in your life. Like for example, 
your job or or me or you know the morning coffee or mm -hmm. our flat in berlin you know it's like try to find these things that do not change rapidly and when something changes and it kind of gets a lot of your attention right away right like when 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 something mm -hmm. bad happens yeah. we kind of go for we it focus like, for, yeah <laughs> and and i think like the best thing you that anybody can do is to build this kind of internal anchoring system. That, mm -hmm. Okay, I am a little bit shaken, but these things keep me in place and I can always go back to them. Like if I drink morning coffee, I immediately think, okay, things are good. Everything is moving forward. I still have my coffee, you know. It's like and a usual day, like another usual day. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Even though maybe, you know, maybe there is like, like, something happening in the city, like, you know, the COVID yeah. protesters or something like that. Or something like uh, that. <laughs> so, so yeah, so this kind of exercise also can help many people because it's, we, like, from my experience, we don't think about resilience and kind of mindset forming or like growing mm -hmm. our mindset unless something really bad happens. And then it's a little bit too late. late. <laughs> Because then we are in a crisis mode and yeah. everybody tries to scramble and, you know, make best out of it. Exactly, um, because if you are in a, in a survival mode, then, you know, exactly, there's no, right? no place really to, you know, thrive or develop any skills. And the, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, so that's the, so I think these two exercises and like two advices will be very powerful to many people, especially mm -hmm. now in the COVID um, because like we get blasted about this, like COVID, 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 and like, we're gonna die, we're gonna die, you know? And when you really think about it, you know, probably we won't die. Probably there will be a little bit of economic slowdown, but if we keep doing great things, we keep supporting each other, we keep actually being ourselves and like not giving into the panic and, and like, all of the, like all of this hype, um we can get through it and actually be you know better in the long run because then we build our networks and i see it on linkedin for example like so many amazing people uh actually step up and support each other and help each other that's that's actually something that i haven't seen before <laughs> and it's new to me and it's like like wow this is this is really cool like like this is what i want to see you know, like people helping people, supporting each other, inspiring, and actually being, you know, the network that we need, that, that we are not giving in. We are basically using everything to be constructive and build up, you know? Yeah, that's true. And uh, it all starts with the right mindset, as you said. It's, you know, exactly. the foundation of, of being resilient, because if we focus only on the negative things, we cannot really move forward yes. in any way because we start ruminating, we start overthinking and also catastrophizing. And yes. <laughs> that is not taking us anywhere. So the mindset, like the right mindset is, is very important. Yeah. It's not about being uh, overly optimistic or uh, in some way, you know, completely exactly. detached from rea reality. We have to acknowledge that, yeah, for example, there is um, the COVID lockdown now. Yeah. Most likely we will, we will be facing some other restrictions soon in the autumn yes. or in the winter. 
the economy is not very great, the businesses are not uh, thriving, but at the same time, we cannot only focus on that, we have to focus on what we can actually do to, well, make ourselves happier, to try to exactly. develop our business or to start looking for a new job if we were uh, laid off. And that's what, uh, yeah. what should be in front of us instead of just um, ruminating, exactly. rising yeah. and focusing on the negative. Yeah, it's all about that support group, like Pavel said, you know, like, you know, quad meets has been like one of those things where you meet people from around the world. Yes. And you offer them hope. And then, you know, like Dr. Astera and I, we met on LinkedIn and then, you know, we both just started chatting and then, you know, we shared a story of she had a series on resilience at the time. And so mm -hmm. I talked to her and we had our initial coaching session on resilience. And then after that, you know, we just decided after I shared my story with her, you know, we, you know, looked at the idea of maybe doing a podcast together on resilience based on the stories that we've had. So, you know, it's just one of those things that's the support. And, you know, when you have someone who supports you genuinely, exactly. then you definitely do, like care about them and you definitely do want, you know, you feel better as a person. And that's what I think you really need this day and age. Exactly. I couldn't agree more with that because we need people in our lives. Like we cannot go alone and alone. We can only run in circles, you know, but the, but the, but the only good way is up, you know, so we need to like stop, look up and, you know, like launch ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Pavel, thank you very much for sharing your story and also those two exercises that uh, are actually very helpful and uh, everyone should try them especially when they have a bad day and they somehow start, you know, drifting exactly. towards the negativity. Uh, so thank you very much for, for that. Thank you very and much. Thank you for well being with us here today. Thank you. It was really nice to join you. And yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, to spread the message of resilience because I think from all of the skills that you could have right now, this is like the most valuable. It is. This, this is really important because if you can keep your mindset, then basically the storm is, is kind of enjoyable, you know? It's, it's a little mm -hmm. bit funny to say, but where, like once you are not afraid of the storm, it's actually fun. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you can make it fun or at least you can exactly. make it fun. Okay, I think yeah, it all goes to the support system. I think that's what you hinted on Pavel um, and you know even Dr. Sterrett mentioned that it's all about surrounding yourself with the people who genuinely care about you and that's just going to make the ride that much more smoother for everyone so yes but no I mean again thank you Pavel for being a guest on our podcast on resilience and you know for all our listeners out there if you are interested in being a guest um, please reach out to either myself or Dr. Estera on LinkedIn and we will get you scheduled for our podcast. Um, we're slowly wrapping up season one, um, but don't worry, we'll be back with season two. So, you know, for those listening, um, you know, we'll probably wrap up our season one, probably mid-October, and then uh, we'll come back next year. So, And in the uh, again, meanwhile, we will have something else for you, but for now, it's, uh, we are still working on it. So it's, uh, oh, it it's a, a mystery. <laughs> yeah, it's a mystery. But, you know, again, it's um, it's been our pleasure to serve as co-hosts. And uh, thank you, Paulo, for uh, joining us today as a guest. And we wish you all the best. Thank you very your, much. 
in your life. And uh, we look forward to staying in touch with you. And um, to all our listeners out there, thank you for listening and hope everyone has a great day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.